Hi there. You're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 286. I realized even though I understood crafts and I understood how to make things and how to sell, I didn't understand money. Attention gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the show. I'm Sue, and I so appreciate you taking time out of your day and spending it here with me. Being that it's now October, so if you're listening right as we air or shortly thereafter, that means all eyes are on holiday sales. Black Friday is only a few weeks off, and, you know, in the past, that's what kicked off the holiday shopping season. I'm sure you've seen that it's changed over the years, and this year, more than ever. I don't know about you, but I'm already well on my way with holiday gifts. All reports are pointing to this being one of the biggest online holiday sales seasons ever. So if you're still waiting and thinking about turning your handmade products into income, it's not too late to get started and make some extra holiday money through Facebook shops. Look, you don't need a website, shopping cart, or any of that yet. It's the perfect place to begin and test the waters, if you will, with selling your products. Check out my Set Up and Sell in Facebook Shops program to make that happen. I take you through step-by-step how to get your shop set up and running, and then how to attract people to buy from you. But time is running out, so to gain traction for the holidays, stop this podcast, I give you permission, (laughs) and sign up now. Giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash Facebook shops is the link. I know you may be homeschooling still, or trying to manage your day job with very little time to spend on figuring things like this out, especially anything new. That's why I created this program for you. Let's get your Facebook shop up so you can get the rush of that first sale and making money from your crafts. Here's your path to making that happen. giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash Facebook shops. Now, today's show falls right in line with this conversation. We're talking money. I know this can be a really heavy topic, right? We've talked about it before. I know you may feel like numbers are confusing, or you grew up in a household where money was limited, so the topic is super scary to your very survival. I've even heard from some, maybe you, that you're afraid to make too much money because you may lose friends or not fit in with those closest to you anymore. There is so much emotion around this. But what if you could become confident and be the controller behind your money situation? And I'm not saying to keep striving for more and more and more. I mean knowing and managing dollars so they work for you and the life you want to lead. I'm thinking we should just dive right in. And I've been excited to say this. Here's Johnny. Johnny. 
Today, we're going to be talking with Johnny McWilliams. Johnny is a certified Ramsey financial coach, helping people with their relationship with money. After working in the areas of real estate, tax preparation, insurance, financial investing, and completing an MBA, he decided not to sell financial products. He's taking a different approach to money. Johnny's passionate about providing practical, biblical principles to guide his clients as they zero in on their financial target. Through his blog, Zero In On This, Johnny writes about the seven specific targets everybody needs to focus on. He teaches his readers to have a purposeful point of view when it comes to the financial resources they have the privilege to manage. He believes that money is merely a tool used through the journey of pursuing one's unique purpose. Johnny, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you so much, Sue. I am so excited to dive into the money mindset. But before we do, I've got a traditional question here, and that is for you to share with our listeners a little bit of something different about you, and that is describing yourself through a motivational candle. So if you were to tell us what your candle would look like by color and quote, what would that be, Johnny? Well, purple, of course, because purple combines the calm stability of blue and the fierce energy of red. And the color purple is often associated with royalty, nobility, luxury, power, ambition. And purple, though, also represents wealth and wisdom many times. And if you follow along on my Instagram, one of my themes is actually the intersection of wealth and wisdom. So purple is the color. And the quote I would say is what I usually say if someone asks me, how are you doing? I would say blessed beyond belief because I am definitely blessed. And it's usually beyond belief because I can't believe all the things are just so awesome in the world and the great country we live in. So that's my expression, blessed beyond belief. I love it. I actually thought you were going to say green for your color. (laughs) (laughs) Just because of financial. I don't know why that would be just an assumption but I like yours way better. So that's perfect. (laughs) My company colors are actually purple and green. So purple is the primary, green is the secondary color. Well, there you go. So I was kind of (laughs) right. Anyway. All right. So talk us through how you got to where you are and this whole idea of taking a different approach to money. So share a little bit of your backstory with us. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it goes way back because I've always been kind of a serial entrepreneur. I remember my first company when I was like a teenager And I come from a creator and a maker background. I started off with as a printer, because back when we had printing presses, we made things by putting ink on paper. And I was really into printing. And I used to make a lot of crafts and a lot of different things for people, for their businesses, for their personal life. And I went through several different companies. One of the companies, actually, I was making mugs and special design mugs with different quotes on it. I'm actually drinking tea out of one of them right now. And I called them Joy Mugs. Then something happened when I was actually in my fifth company and everything fell apart. I financially collapsed. I ended up getting my house foreclosed, my car repossessed. I claimed bankruptcy chapter seven, ended in divorce. It was actually a terrible time. And I kind of had to wake up from this period of time. And I said to myself, what did I do wrong? What am I doing? And I realized even though I understood crafts, and I understood how to make things and how to sell. I didn't understand money. So I went on this journey of learning everything I could about money. I mean, I learned and studied credit scoring and taxes and real estate and insurance and every aspect of personal finance. And I found out that people really need a guide and really need a coach. And that's what really intrigued me about being a financial coach and what led me to 
starting a company, Zero End Financial. So I'm thinking that everyone's freaking out right now because they're like, I don't understand money. What just happened to Johnny? Is that going to happen to me? (laughs) When you say you didn't understand money, were you feeling like you weren't pricing products right or you weren't sure how to manage your money in a business environment? Or can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah, it was, it was much more foundational. I know that I didn't understand how to budget. The most foundational tool for personal finances and business finances is a budget, telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And I didn't have a plan in place on how to use money, how much I needed for the month or for the year, kind of forecasting, all those sort of things. And that's exactly what I teach my clients now on a personal level and on a business level, because they're intertwined, as you know. Right. I'm so glad you said that statement right now, because if you recall, when we were talking earlier, you made that comment. And all of a sudden, I'm like, wait, I need to know more about this. But maybe we need to be talking and sharing this with everybody when you were saying telling your money where to go, because it's a much more directional, conscious, strategic approach than just having the money throwing it where you think it needs to go, or because you have a bill from somebody with a product you're not even sure that you need for your business. And it just like disappearing without you even knowing. For sure. I feel like a budget is a tool that gives you freedom. And really, a lot of people think of, oh, budget's going to restrict me. And really, the budget allows you to tell your money where to go and understand the areas that you hold dear as you put them in different categories and go forward. It's kind of like meal planning. I always say, does a meal plan make you feel like a captive when you go grocery shopping? No, it actually tells you what you want to shop in the store before you go there. And the same thing happens with a budget. Oh, that makes sense. So it's kind of like going into the grocery store, already knowing what you're going to make that night, and you know specifically what you need to get to accomplish that versus not having a choice. You're going to go in and like figure it out when you're in the grocery store. Right. I got it. And explain to me, like I was really captured with what you said in your intro about providing practical biblical principles to guide your clients. What does that mean? So the big turnaround when I started to understand money even more is when I went through financial courses, specifically Financial Peace University by Dave Ramsey. And a lot of the principles that he uses were from the Bible. He always said, it's just common and sense for your dollars and cents that God and grandma would tell you. So it's really basic foundational principles that give you truths about money. For example, the borrower is servant to the lender is a scripture that really tells you okay, when I borrow money, that means the lender is telling me when I can pay, what I have to do. But if I don't borrow, then I tell the money where to go. So when you use the Bible and a lot of these principles, which by the way, there's 2,350 verses in the Bible about money. So maybe it has a little bit to say about it. When you use that in your life, it really gives you a guide and a pattern that works and has worked for many, many, many years. I really like that because I'm thinking money it can be really great or it could be really evil. And I'm thinking of mindset here. And what you're just talking about right now is the purity of money, right? What God and your grandmother would tell you to do versus I'm thinking gambling or any type of addiction where you're having to find money at all costs, things like that. You could see two diverse ways just in living, right? And then you overlap that, of course, with applying it to business because we need money to live. Let's just face it. 
Unless you're living in a remote village in the jungle somewhere, you have to have money to live. Yeah, I would really say that the money is amoral, meaning it's not good or evil. It's really a tool and it is only going to do what the still a expression from Dave Ramsey. It magnifies what the person is that is using the money. So if the person is a crook and you give them money, they're going to be a colossal crook. But if they're a giver and they like to bless people and you give them money, they're going to become a philanthropist. It basically magnifies whatever you already are. So if you are a greedy person, more money is just going to make you more greedy. But if you are a loving and giving person, it's going to make you even more loving and giving. Oh, I like that. I always tell people, well, I haven't actually talked about it lately, so I can't say that, but I always have believed in this, that if you're starting a business only for the financial outcome to make money, you're never going to succeed because there's so much more to business. You've got to love what the benefit is that whatever you're doing provides to the customer, to the end user, right? And so here at Gift Biz Unwrapped, we're all makers. So I call our audience gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. And what I hear from, and you guys, Gift Biz listeners, are going to reinforce this because this is what you're saying, is they make something that they love so much, they want to share it with the world. So I'm putting us all, lumping all of us on the good side of the equation of what you just said. Awesome. But I also feel like we have mental, I don't know if I want to say challenges or hangups or there's a stigma that we have around money sometimes that gets us hung up. You know what I mean? Yes. And I would challenge all of your listeners and your people to really dig deep and define what success is for themselves. Because people from the outside might look at you and say you're not successful because they're looking at money as a metric or the clothes you wear or how many Instagram followers and how many Pinterest pins you've had or how many subscribers you have. And are those really going to define you as being successful or not? And the way I take people to their true definition of success is like you have mentioned many times in your podcast is to really understand your why. If you go deep and you ask why you're doing this, why are you really in this business? And then when you get that answer, ask why again and ask why again and keep going deeper and deeper. And if your why doesn't make you cry, you haven't gone deep enough. And once you hit that why, then you can say, now, how do I become successful in that particular level? And that's your true definition of success. If your why doesn't make you cry. It's not big enough. Yeah. Yeah, it's not big enough and you're not committed to it enough, I guess I would say. You know, we bounce around the word passion all the time, right? Like you've got to be passionate. I love what you just said here. If your why does not make you cry, I agree. And, you know, we see evidence around us all the time that money does not equate to your why or that soul enriching feeling that you're living the right way, I guess I would say. I know that's getting a little bit deep, but like you hear about people who win the lotto and they win millions of dollars and five years later, they're bankrupt again. Or you hear about people who you would think have it all. Maybe they're rock stars or movie stars or these big social media icons, if you will. And then you come to find out later that they're really not that happy. Yes. And that's where your relationship with money really comes into play. Because if you understand that money is not the measurement for success and money isn't really directly tied to your why, but really goes through all these other layers of you serving your clients and your customers, then you can really start to have the proper relationship with money. So what is money really then? A tool. 
I guess besides the obvious that we need it to buy food and like to live in somewhere, apartment or house or something like that, it's a tool, you saying? Yeah, that money is a tool. And obviously you can buy tools with money. So I'll take your business. And if you buy a ribbon maker, then that ribbon maker by itself is absolutely useless without you having a strategy and a product that you're going to create something with it. And that's the way money is, is it's just that tool that you're going to use to for an end, for a specific purpose, to fulfill your purpose. Yeah, which circles back to the why. Come back to why, exactly. Yeah, got it. So I know, Johnny, through your blog, you talk about seven specific targets that everybody should be focusing on. I'm really curious about what that means, like what the targets are and the purpose for targets, things like that. Can you share that with us? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, first of all, it's targets because you're zeroing in. When you're zeroing in on like a sight on a gun or a bow and arrow, you're shooting toward your target. So these are the seven targets that you need to aim at in general for anyone's plan. Now, there are specific things for everyone because everyone has a different plan. So there are targets that are going to be unique to you, but they all pretty much will fit into these seven targets. Well, I'm thinking also to get the right information. That's why you're saying you need to know your why. Like you really need to know what's going to make you happy and what you're striving for, because if you don't, your targets aren't really going to match up. Correct. Perfect. Gotcha. Okay. So everyone's plan would look a little different then, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So the plans are always custom tailored. So if you were to do it on your own or work with a coach, it's just like when you go to the gym and you get a fitness coach, nobody's two plans are going to be the same as far as how much weight you want to lose, how much you can lift. So it's just like physical fitness. You're really good at analogies, Johnny. (laughs) I'm liking this a lot. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about what the targets are. Yeah, so the first one is to prayerfully plan. This, of course, makes sense. If you don't start to really focus on your why and understand your purpose and what you're doing and why you were made to do what you're doing and plan accordingly to that, yeah, you're not going to really have much success in the rest of your finances. So you want to plan and pray around the plan that's specific for your why. Yeah. So really, this isn't a surface level meaning at all. Like how I was just talking about, like if you're just going into business to make money, you're not setting yourself up for the best possible outcome. It's got to be deeper than that. It's got to be inside you. Yes. So that's what sets you up perfectly for the second two targets, because then you start to really talk about the money because now you've prayerfully planned. Now you can talk about increasing your inflow and optimizing your outgo. These two targets are just like it sounds. Inflow is all your streams of income, whether it be sales or affiliate income or anything you can imagine there's streams of income and optimizing your outgo, which, of course, is spending wisely. Why are you putting certain things in certain areas? So increasing your inflow and optimizing your outgo are absolutely pivotal after you have prayerfully planned. Got it. I understand this perfectly. Okay, And we're not even halfway there yet. No. This is really capturing your budget numbers, right? Like determining how much you have to start with, I guess, where money's going to come in from, and then what you're going to consciously be spending money on. And that kind of circles back into inflow, right? Yes, absolutely. They circle back around each other, kind of. When I teach and coach people to budget, We want to make a zero-based budget, and I always say it rhymes because it makes sense. Inflow minus outgo has to equal zero. 
So every mm. month you must tell them all the inflow, where to go as and where to go out. And that's going to equal zero. But don't you want to be making money? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So outgo doesn't have to be spent. Outgo can just go to savings. Retained earnings is a huge part of outgo because you have to keep money for later for future things. You might want an emergency fund. I think everyone should have an emergency fund. But you also want money for inventory and that sort of stuff. And that's all outgo. So when you look at a budget, inflow is all streams coming in, which could come from retained earnings. And outgo is all the money going out, which could be going to retained earnings. It's kind of like a profit and loss statement, right? Yeah. And I don't want to get into too deep into accounting because... No, and let's not, because (laughs) I am not a lover of numbers for sure. But that makes sense. So that's where your zero comes from. And the important point there that you were just saying is placing your money somewhere. That's what we started talking about in the very beginning, right? Being very conscious. It's kind of like when you have an employer pull from your check automatically. And so you don't even see the money. It just gets saved on the side. Yes. Similar type thing. But here you're consciously controlling it and telling it where to go. Yes, absolutely. Yep. Love it. Okay. So what's step four? So then we are going to demolish debt. Okay. I don't think that people should get out of debt. I think they should demolish debt, meaning (laughs) it needs to go down fast. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen a building being demolished, but it's not like one brick at a time and it's a slow process. No, when you demolish, it goes down fast. And I show people how to demolish it so that it's out of their life forever. Do you need some type of debt just to keep your credit history? Stay tuned for Johnny's answer to this question and the final targets right after this short break. Yes, it's possible. Increase your sales without adding a single customer. How you ask? By offering personalization with your products. Wrap a cake box with a ribbon saying, Happy 30th birthday, Annie. Or add a special message and date to wedding or party favors for an extra meaningful touch. Where else can you get customization with a creatively spelled name or fine packaging that includes a saying whose meaning is known to a select two? Not only are customers willing to pay for these special touches, they'll tell their friends and word will spread about your company and products. You can create personalized ribbons and labels in seconds. Make just one or thousands without waiting weeks or having to spend money to order yards and yards. Print words in any language or font. Add logos, images, even photos. Perfect for branding or adding ingredient and flavor labels too. For more information, go to the ribbonprintcompany.com. Which leads me to the next target, oh. which is cancel credit. <laughs> because I do not. I think that I love in your book how you talk about growing organically and how to really just be able to grow at the speed of cash, meaning that you can start small in your business. And as you make money there, you move to the next step and you have a systematic growth to your business where you are not leaning on creditors because that's really adding risk and pressure that you don't even need. Business is already hard enough by itself. Why do you Mm -hmm. need more risk? Mm -hmm. So if you grow at the speed of cash, oh my goodness, it's so freeing and allows you to really enjoy business so much more. Grow at the speed of cash. You have a lot of quotes here. We may need to go back and redo your candle. You may need like seven (laughs) candles. I'm not sure. (laughs) But I'm thinking that through what you're saying in terms of, okay, so you grow at the speed of cash. And it's true because you know how if you're talking with someone who wants to sell you something where you get into a situation where you just feel like they are going to push and sell you no matter what, because they have to, like it's almost life or death that they have to get the sale. And that feels terrible. 
And so if I'm thinking as makers, like if people are coming up to us at craft shows and we're forcing the product on them because we're desperate, because we have to sell a certain amount to recover our cost for the show, or it's like that kind of mindset versus mindset of my product is so awesome that's going to give you this. We're going to talk about candles here. It is going to enhance the ambience of your home. We've got great scents for autumn. You're just going to love it so much. And with the feeling of wanting to share that with a customer versus being desperate about getting the sale. I love that. When I was in sales and I have done all kinds of sales in the past, when you have borrowed money for that product and you're selling it, just like you're saying, we used to call it commission breath. <laughs> and the, the customer, they could smell it. Like the customer like, knows like, oh, this person's like trying to pressure me into it instead of really from their heart, show how it's going to serve me and solve an actual problem that the customer has. And yes, you are absolutely right. So I'm excited because we have two more Gift Biz listeners, are you trying to figure out what the last two are? (laughs) Why don't you share with us? So strategically save. So you do need to strategically save. And you save for multiple things. And actually, there's a freebie on my website that's a savings guide that shows you all the different areas you should save for. So I'm going to go into all of the different areas. But you have to save for different things. I mean, part of it's like products that you need. You need to save up for future purchases. But you also have emergencies. You also have repairs and things like that. I always think about when you're in your house, you have certain things that you buy every month, but you know that certain things are going to have to be replaced in, say, five years or three years, and you need to save up for those things, too. Right. And there's potentially college if your children are going to college. And there's retirement. And let's not forget about that vacation that you really want to go on. You know what? Christmas seems to sneak up on people every single year. Oh, my gosh. How does that happen? Every year. Every year. (laughs) So we really look at that because when you systematically save throughout the year, I'm just going to take Christmas as an example. If you save 50 bucks or 100 bucks a month starting in January, by the time you get to Christmas, you have a pile of cash there that you can just go buy whatever you want for everyone instead of wondering, oh, no, I don't have enough money. Where am I going to get it for this person? Right. And then hopefully staying within your budget so that you're not paying off Christmas into March of the following year. Vacations are the worst of that. I know so many people that came back from Disney World and they're still paying for it like six months later. Yeah, well, Mickey has that effect on you. Okay, strategically save. I love that. You know, it's devastating to hear how many people live paycheck to paycheck. 78% of Americans right now. I get with what we're going through. I'm not wanting anybody to feel bad who's in that situation. But thinking with an eye towards doing something different is where we're trying to go with this. Yes. And the number really hasn't changed much over the last few years. It's been in the 70s as far as the households. And it's definitely not something to feel bad about, but it's something to be aware and say, okay, maybe I need to learn how to handle finances and I need to get help. So it's a great awakening. Mm -hmm, For sure. And just the feeling of not being in debt and having a little bit of a kitty that you can dip into when you need to, just there's enough pressure in this world and enough stress and enough tension. That if you can control something like that, where at least you know you have some type of a buffer, it just makes things so much easier. Well, think if you had no debt and you had savings sitting on the side and an emergency happens, that emergency just turned into a just an inconvenience. I like that. But it's hard to get there for sure. You've got to intentionally plan to have that be your outcome. Well, I hope I make it easier for my clients to get there. There you go. That's why we all need you. And bringing it home here, what's number seven? Well, so obviously, after you've gotten to this point and 
you're like, oh, I have no debt. And I know I'm in a plan that's aligned to my purpose and I have money set aside and I don't have the stress that I used to have. I mean, what more joyful thing can you possibly do than to generously give? And that last target of generosity is the most fun you can have with money, by the way. I mean, spending and all that is seems like it's fun. But I tell you what, when you give, there is nothing like it. I think I read somewhere that something chemically happens in your body when you give. Like you're not just helping whoever you're contributing to or whatever, but there's something that is fueled within you too. Just a sense of satisfaction or, you know, I'm not sure if it's chemical or what it is. Just buy the person in uh, the person in line behind you at Starbucks, just pay for their drink and watch what happens. I mean, this is like five bucks or whatever. And your heart starts racing. It's crazy what happens when Mm -hmm. you're generous, even Mm -hmm. a little bit. And by the way, generosity doesn't always have to be with money. I actually have a blog post as how to give big without spending a penny. And it talks about all the ways you can give and it doesn't even have to do with money. Oh, that's interesting. Can you pull up a couple of those by way of example for us here? Yeah, well, obviously giving of your talent. You have a hugely talented audience listening. They have so many skills. And what if you were to teach some young teenager or somebody who's home and doesn't have a way to make money and you give your talent to that person and show them how to do something with a craft that could change their life? I mean, it's gonna be a life changing thing. It's kind of like teaching someone how to fish instead of giving them a fish. Yeah. I mean, when you use your talents to bless other people, that's a huge way to give. I'm glad we talked about this because I would say that my audience here are huge givers. But I'm thinking when I'm looking at your seven, there's an order to this, right? So one builds on top of another. I think we start giving at the two or the three. Like a lot of people underprice what their product's worth. A lot of people don't account for the time that it took them to make a product. They just zero that out. So that's not included in the price at all. And so that's one place I would suggest where my audience gets tripped up. We're so giving that then I think it cuts us off at the knees and then doesn't allow us to give into the great level that we possibly could if you give too early. What do you think about that? When I started coaching, I used to think that I had to give away my service. And I saw certain people who were like, oh, they're in desperate straits. And they said, oh, you know, I can't afford to pay for coaching. So I would give it to them. To this day, I cannot believe, but I'm talking dozens of people that I used to give my service away to. None of them have made any substantial changes in their life. Whereas every single person that I charge has made changes in their life. It's not always a good thing to give, first of all, for the customer. I'm talking about for them, thinking of them. But then for yourself, just like you said, you have to increase the inflow, optimize outgo, plan, do all of these things before the generously giving part because you have to keep going. You have to be sustainable and your business needs you before you can give to someone else. Yeah. And then you'll be able to continue giving. Very much so. Yeah, it's kind of like the airplane analogy that you need to put on your own mask before you can put the mask on someone else. Right, exactly. So what do you think of some of the baggage, maybe I'll say, that we grew up with that we're maybe taking into our thinking with money today? Yeah, I noticed that a lot of people grew up in different ways. Some people, money was taboo. 
you never talked about money in the household. Like your parents was like sex and money were two topics. You just don't talk about. And then you just so you kind of went along thinking that this was something that you can't ask for help about. And you kind of just wander and make a lot of mistakes on the road. And because of that, you have a lot of stumbling blocks when it comes to discussing and really digging deep when it comes to this topic. And when we're able to start talking through that and getting out of that cycle, that's when I really find people have a lot of success. Then there's others, though, that grew up where money was a hostile subject at home. And this is probably the hardest one to have to deal with. But when you saw your parents have money fights, for example, oh yeah, mm-hmm. it really has an effect for you and going forward in your relationships, not just with money, but with other people. That's a lot of things that we have to work through. And that's what's why coaching is so important. Yeah, because I'm thinking with both of those, the effect would be not to share what's going on, which can lead to problems that get compounded and then are hidden. And then they finally have to come to the surface. And then it looks very disingenuous because you were hiding something from your spouse, for example. I'm thinking that's one way it could happen. And then also just the idea of not reaching out for help. Like if things just quite aren't going right, listen, especially as makers with us, like you can't know everything. You can't know business. You can't know the expertise and skill of your craft and money and marketing and like everything. So it's okay to rally and bring in some troops to help you out. Absolutely. It's always just great to ask for help in every area of life. So what do you think for someone who's listening and they've never really thought about this before? I mean, we've really been kind of black and white about money. We make products. We want to make money so that we can build our business, have some money in our pocket, and continue making the products so we can continue to sell. But we've never been as strategic as you're laying things out here. Where does someone start? You must start by just admitting to yourself that you need to learn more. I know people who say, oh, yeah, I can handle money and they are unwilling to grow. You never know everything, as you know. And it's okay not to know everything. Exactly. If you say, you know what, I don't know everything. I can always learn more. So start tapping into resources in which you can start to learn more. And there's so many resources. Yeah. Well, you were mentioning earlier your savings guide. Yeah. I have a lot of freebies that you can get from my Instagram. You can download guides and little helpful post and that sort of thing, which will just be able to maybe move you closer to where you want to be in certain areas in these seven targets. Okay. And your blog and Gift Biz listeners will have all the links then over on the show notes page, as you know, from every show. So you'll be able to go and see Johnny. But also, Johnny, if there was one place, someone who's out walking right now and just wants to know one place where they could go find you, where would you suggest they go? Instagram, zero in financial. Zero in financial. Yep. Okay, fabulous. And as you're moving forward, Johnny, what are you seeing for zero in financial? What's your future look like? My ultimate goal is just to have a thriving community membership site. I was going to go with Facebook sort of group, but I see the power of membership sites and being able to go in and have group coaching sessions, be able to share with each other. Everyone can learn from each other. I learn something every minute of the day. So I love the community aspects and we need to start talking about money just as a community more. As a business community, as different communities in our lives, we need to talk about it. And that's what I want to create ultimately. And it's not there yet, but I'm working on it. Mm -hmm. 
Well, that's why I asked you what's coming next, right? Because we're all a work in progress. We're all moving towards something different, bigger, greater, something that continues to fulfill us, you know, all that kind of thing. So you were mentioning to me earlier, there was a program that you would recommend for everybody? Yeah, I mentioned Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University. And this is the program me and my wife went through. We've gone through it several times because it is life-changing. It is very simple. It's not scary. It's actually really funny. And he makes finances fun. And I highly recommend it. I'm actually coordinating a class. It's a volunteer thing. I don't make any money from this, but I coordinate some FPU, Financial Peace University classes. And one starts, actually, as of this recording, it is probably in week two. But there are many classes that are going on continuously throughout the year. And I always do a class at least two or three times a year. And you can find out when I'm coordinating a class right on my website at zeroinfinancial.com. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. This has been so interesting. And I think it's given all of us a little bit of a different way to look at money and not be afraid of it. And I think the biggest thing is control your money, tell your money where it should go, and then also reach out and ask for help. Those are my big takeaways here. Is there anything else you would add? Any words of encouragement to my listeners? Yeah, one more thing that I really highly, highly recommend, and that is to be continually reading. I want to challenge your audience even to put reading on your calendar, on your to-do list, and make a point to continue reading books because there are so many great books to help you along in every area of life. I want to recommend Born to Win, which is a book that really helps you as a person that's in sales and really to have the courage and the confidence in yourself when it comes to being in business for yourself. And that's Born to Win, and it's by Zig Ziglar. Oh, the Zig man. Love it. Okay, Johnny, this has been super. Thank you so much for your time today, sharing your seven steps. And we'll go over them. We'll look at your blog. We'll see your Instagram. And check out your class. Thanks again. I really appreciate it, Johnny. Thank you so much, Sue. Does your why make you cry? Grow at the speed of cash. Money magnifies what you really are. So many good points to ponder here. I can only speak for myself to say that once I got control over my money, the stress level went way down. And I'm not talking about having lots of money. I'm just talking about using the money that I had in the best way to reach my goals. You've heard me say this before. I started all three of my businesses without a loan of any kind. I used what I could afford to invest to get started, and then I built from there. That's what I teach everyone inside my programs, too. You don't need thousands of dollars to start that business of yours. And guess what? With Facebook shops, you don't need any money at all. Just the desire to share your product with the world. The link again to learn how to set up and sell on this platform is giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash Facebook shops. And while you're taking notes, make sure to mark the calendar for next week or subscribe if you haven't already so you'll get the show ready and waiting for you. We'll be talking with a well-known art show producer who will talk about what it takes to be a good exhibitor. She'll give display tips and also present a new sales platform you may not know about yet. Honestly, you don't want to miss it. Thanks so much for spending time with me today. 
If you'd like to show support for the podcast, please leave a rating and review. That means so much and helps the show get seen by more makers. It's a great way to pay it forward. And for now, be safe and well, and I'll see you next week on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Bye for now. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun, because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making. My favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. Come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 